What's up, everyone? Today we are going to be talking about the famed topic of what do you do when you don't know what to do. Let's get into it. This is Ready or Not. Check it out. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Ready or Not. Uh, we're here, Joe's co-hosting with me, but our special guest of the day, Joel Pickett. That's me. That's Good him. to be here with you guys. It's going to be a fun, fun day talking through this. And um, my goodness, just those moments in life when you don't know what to do, what do you do? Uh, really looking forward to having you with us today and talking through all of this kind of stuff. Uh, there's an awesome quote I read just the other day. It says, the opposite for courage is not cowardice, it is conformity. Even a dead fish can go with the flow. And it's, it's yeah. convicting, it's comical, but it's true. It doesn't take much to do nothing. Yep. And doing something when you just simply are lost and don't know what to do, or there's a fork in the road, uh, tackling that topic today, really looking forward to it. But just, Joel, for people that don't know you, who on earth is Joel Pickett. Yeah, so Joel Pickett, uh, I've grown up in the same city and gone to the same church my whole life. Uh, and with that, um, you know, I'm just blessed to have had a upbringing and heritage from my parents who uh, are um, believers and, and have stayed together in, in over 30 years of marriage and, wow. and just have had a, a great example to follow. Um, and um, and to think now that I get to work at the church that I grew up in and uh, the ministries that I went through. So, uh, yeah, through a, a variety of circumstances, God has led me now to uh, pastor at this church, uh, get to be with a bunch of crazy junior high kids, and uh, <laughs> married to uh, my wife, Haley, coming up on five years. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and yeah, life's, been, life's been awesome. God's been fall? Oh, my gosh. Yep. God's been super faithful. That is so, yeah. way, way awesome. Um, in Proverbs, just kind of laying the foundation for what we're talking about today, and it can, this can go so many different places, but... Proverbs chapter 24, verse 33 says, A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. So shall poverty come like a prowler and your need like an armed man. And is that person like, oh, I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to sit. I'm just going to rest more and do less. The Bible says, man, God's like, wake up. There's an army advancing. There's the enemy that's out there. At the very least, poverty, just genuinely having this tremendous lack is going to punch you in the face one day. And it comes by just simply doing nothing. Yep. And most of us are overcome by our own lack of initiative or whatever. No, totally. And so if you can just describe even the experience of when you graduated out of high school, unless it started even earlier, I don't know, but I got the blessing of watching you navigate mm -hmm. this just interest. It was so interesting watching you figure out life as you graduated high school and that first year or two was very, very fun to watch. Yep. I don't know if it was fun to experience. <laughs> no, it, it de definitely was. I mean, life always has its its ups and downs. But I think, David, the, the very issue that, that you're talking about and this verse that you read, I think, has been just plaguing our culture. And then and then especially for now, it, it's trickled its way into the church of just this this in indecisiveness of, okay, not knowing what, what does God want me to do? And I think 
It's been strange for me because that has not been my experience, okay. uh, which I'm just thankful to God for, which I hope to explain. But I think even just seeing other believers and sometimes talking to people my age that are still kind of unsure uh, of what God wants them to do. And for me, it's always like I, I, I look at them and, and, and I want them to experience the confidence that they can have uh, with a relationship with the Lord. And there's so often like a, a timidity uh, of, well, I just don't want to... I don't want to misstep or I don't want to displease the Lord. And I think so often it does come out of like a heart of genuinely wanting to please God. Okay. But I think it can lead someone in a state of like, I just, I don't want to misstep, so I'm not going to step at all. But when you see the God of the scriptures, uh, you see a God who is full of grace and mercy and, and someone who who says, I'm going to be with you and I'm going to empower you. When you look at the book of Acts and you see... Right, Peter and John, and you know, at first there's that timidity, but when that Holy Spirit comes, there's just this purpose, and and people were blown away. These uneducated, untrained men, yeah, that's right. God used in powerful ways, and they just they they didn't know everything, but they knew what Jesus had told them, and they were faithful and obedient to what they knew to do. Yeah, and I and I think sometimes we can get caught up in there's so much that we don't know that we don't fall back on what we do know. Yep. So for you, there was like so much you didn't know. What you knew was you graduated high school yeah. and you knew there was this girl you liked yep. and you knew you lived with your parents and that's about it? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, there... no, for, for sure. Um, the verse that has guided me through, whether it's who, who do I get married to, what do I do, what's my career, but what's my calling and, 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 and how this whole thing has worked has been Proverbs 16, 9. Uh, which says, a man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his step. Sure. Now, when I first started really following the Lord in high school, uh, I knew right away um, that no matter what I was going to do, job-wise, career-wise, it was always going to be to fuel the ministry that God had given me, which ultimately is a ministry that he gives all of us, is that ministry of reconciliation. So I was going to ask you, do you think that's unique to the fact that you didn't know, but God was leading you to yeah. pastor them, or was that something? No, I don't. I don't for think everyone. It, I think it is something for everyone. Okay. I think. I think for me, I didn't ever have that desire to become a pastor. I have the. I'm in the weird spot where my occupation and my calling have blended together sure. into one. But that was not my plan. Uh, I knew that I wanted to be used by God in the lives of other people. Uh, right away, I was very missions-minded. Someone had given me the, uh, a book called Tortured for Christ okay. uh, by Richard Wormbrand, who is the president of the Voice of the Martyrs. He's he's uh, he's dead now. Um, <laughs> but uh, God used that book in my life and his testimony and how God used this man uh, to to really, okay, I want to go. I want to maybe go to India, and I was interested in that. I, I began to go on a missions trips to, to Russia because I was like, okay, I, I want to go to other parts of the world and yeah. share the gospel. Um, and I knew, I didn't know what that was going to look like in the future. I just know that God had planted the seed no matter what I do, whether I was going to be a plumber, whether I was going to be uh, uh, whatever, that whatever my, how I was going to support myself uh, that was going to be to fuel the that that ministry that I believe that God was calling me to do, which was just to simply share share Jesus with those around me. So, would you tell someone? Would you your advice, counsel, for someone who's kind of stuck and drifting? Not that they're necessarily lazy, but there's just not a lot of motion in their life. Mm -hmm. Would you 
counsel them to really evaluate what is God calling them to do ministry-wise even before really pursuing what he's calling them to do career-wise? Yeah, 100%. You know, you see Paul in the Bible and he had tent making, right? He, he had this trade, but that's not what he was about. It's not that he loved leather working. Um, <laughs> it was that he had this heart for God's people and the gospel, but he knew, and he even told the Thessalonians that he who does not work shall not eat. Yep. And so at the same time, he knew he had to support himself. He didn't want to be a burden to other people. And so I think for someone who's in this spot of, of, of trying to figure out what their life is going to look like, what they're going to do, uh, first, you need, you need to ask the Lord, God, what do you, how do you want to use me? No, not occupation. Don't don't think about it. God's gonna, and we'll we'll talk about that in a, in a moment. The Lord's gonna open the doors He wants you to, yep. uh, to go through. But what is what is your what do you want to do? Yep. What is your heart? How does God want to use you? And Joe, have, have you experienced similar things? I've just been able to watch both of you guys for so many years now. Yeah, absolutely. I think f- f- like knowing that calling comes from an identity, your identity. And like mm-hmm. w- what your identity is in, right? So it's like, is my identity in the Lord, right? right. Like, is am I a child of God first? And then through that, you 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 figure out that calling, right? I'm open to being wrong, but I'm just throwing this out there. Would you say that there's your calling is the ministry, and I use that in a very broad term. Yeah, you could be about, I mean, feeding homeless people, but you know that's what God's burdened your heart for. It could be serving at church on Sunday morning. I mean, just generally kingdom work. There's your calling, and then there's just what you do to make money. Yeah. Um, no, definitely. I think I think of this guy. His name is Lee. Uh, he's been here at the church forever. And when you meet this guy, he is just all about food. And not because he loves seafood. I'm sure he does. But he just wants God has put in his his calling, his ministry. And he'll tell you straight up, his ministry is to feed those who need food and to give them Jesus. And this is only, he's only been, he's, he's an older gentleman that's only been saved for, you know, 15 years. Uh, and he, he's done all kinds of different work. He drove trucks and, but, but you ask him now, he's retired and he, that's, that's his ministry. Yep. So for him, it would be, I could be a truck driver. I could be in mm-hmm. construction. I could be an IT guy. No matter what I'm doing to make money and keep yeah. my lights on, what God's called me to is making sure hungry people get food. Exactly. That's awesome. Yep. That's awesome. Totally. And, and with that. Um, I think we, we see that, um, it's okay. So the occupation versus the calling, occasionally they blend. Usually they get along with each other to some degree, right? If your job is so immense that you can't fulfill your calling, there may be something wrong with your job, uh. Or you've misunderstood your calling. You got something to pray, <laughs> something yep. to pray about, not to add confusion. So, but this whole thing of man, what do I do? Where do I go? It became clear to you in high school, like I know I want to serve the Lord, yep. and you had this idea, at least to some degree, of going long distance and missions mm-hmm. and carrying mm-hmm. the good news of Jesus. Uh, it's different now, right? You walk into your missions field every morning. <laughs> yep. No, very different. Yeah. So for for me, that that kind of transition when I was in high school, I knew that's what I wanted to do. But I also knew I wanted to know God's will. Like, how do I know that? Sure. How do I know what He actually wants for me and and to know Him better? And so the Lord opened up an opportunity for me to go to Bible college. And when I say He opened up an opportunity, there was someone here at the church that went. They told me about it. My heart was stirred, and so I decided to go. And I think this is such a foundational <laughs> yes. understanding where I think people 
Christians overcomplicate how God leads them, and they're waiting for a sign or they're waiting this for this. But there's this balance between realizing that, yes, our heart is deceitful, but God has made us a new creation, and if we're following him and we desire to please him, then he's going to put desires in us, and that's part of our planning. And then let the Lord direct the steps of, yeah. okay, let me apply. Oh, that door was closed. Oh, I'm not able to go. That must not be where God wanted me to. Mm. I'm going to go a different direction. So there's a simplicity to it. Oh, my gosh. There's a simplicity, I think, that that if, you, if you're listening and, and there's like, you know, the, this debate of, of a decision to be made, if you're following Jesus, you're praying, you're reading, you're, you're in the word, what do you want to do? And then go. God is big enough to direct your steps. Yep. But and, and I think of the, you know, just the the idea that, you know, even we all have GPSs on our phone. And we all have, you know, these times where, you know, we might put our phone up when we're driving and we push go. And then that that gives us these directions. Turn right, turn left. And I think at times God's waiting for us to press go and just go do something and then he can direct us and he sure. can guide us in that. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I would agree 100 times over that the simplicity, we miss it all the time. There's a quote that Pastor Jack used years ago, and it just stuck in my mind. Uh, I'll probably mess it up a little bit, but it was something like, the chief end of man mm. is to honor God and enjoy him forevermore. Yep. And I was like, goodness, I get so stuck on wanting to honor God. Mm-hmm. Do you enjoy him? I don't know. Right. What does that have to do with anything? I'm busy honoring him. Like, no. It has everything to totally. do. He's father first, your son before servant. Like enjoy yeah. the journey. Yep. So, all right, you get out of high school. This simple thing kind of rolls into your lap of like, hey, Bible college, that seems cool. Yep. And so you went. And so I went. Were people for that, against that, neutral? Like, what did you experience yeah. in regards to the, the cheerleading aspect? Yeah. So there, there were people that were for it. Now... The dynamic for this was that this was a two-year unaccredited Bible college. Okay. And so at the end of it, there's no, like, job opportunities that, that come with that. Okay. Um, and, so, and so there were some family members of, uh, that, that were around that were like, okay, well, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I just know <laughs> I'm doing this now. Um, and this is, I believe, where I, where I want to go. And there was this, like, simplicity behind that. Now, there are others who were, you know, oh, it sounds good. Uh, but it was interesting in Bible college, you know, when you go to Bible college, everyone's like, oh, you're going to be a pastor. It's like, no, that, that wasn't my intention. That wasn't my plan. Right. Uh, and so even in that, people had put their like, this is what you're going to be. Now, obviously, some of them were right. Uh, <laughs> but that was not that was not like the intention. Um, if that makes sense. So what would you say to someone who's kind of got this idea? It's just a very simple, like, I think I kind of want to go take, take a left turn here in life and do this thing, whether it's a trade, whether it's a job, it's, it can be a hobby, anything. And not everyone's for it. There's people that are for it, but then there's people casting that doubt. Like, well, for you, it's an unaccredited school with no clear job opportunity at the end. Now, whether it really rocked you or not, I don't know. But for the person that is pretty shaken, like, ah, not everyone's for this and there's doubt. I mean, actually, both of you, I'm curious, but Joel. Well, well, I was going to jump in. Uh, You said that verse, man plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. And that, for me, is a key verse in my life. Absolutely, too. Uh, But I always got caught up in the plans. 
right? And you're like a logistical type. Let me, I've made so many different types of plans for my life, right? (laughs) Right. And so for me in processing that, like you, you knew that you were going to go to, you you wanted to go to Bible college and you took Mm -hmm. that first step, but you didn't have the plan for the rest of that. Right. So what did that look like? Even taking that first step, I think, how did you like, Hey, I'm going to apply what, what switch or what made you just even say, I'm just going to take that first step of, of applying. What was there something that initiated that? Was there someone in your life or was it just like, so there, there was someone who worked at the church who was, I was in obviously in high school and he had went to Bible college and it, it, how it even got spurred on was he, he's like, I went there and it was, you know, he only went there for one semester, but this man was willing to drive me down to the Bible college. And I got to walk around the campus and, like there was just this desire in me to go. Yeah, yeah. And so then I talked to my parents and, you know, the and even the, the financials. Mm-hmm. And then I just stepped forward where I applied. Oh, I got accepted. Okay, well, then let's, let's go and do this. Um, and, and it was that influence from, from, from this guy at church who, who was willing to take me down there. Yeah. Um, and it was a good thing. There was no, like, there's, I think there's very few things in life that are inherently evil. And so it's like, okay, so then what do you, like, what do you, if God's spirit is in you and he says he's going to guide you and lead you, then how do you know those desires? I I think we talk about like what I mentioned earlier, the deceitfulness of the heart so much that then we have this like imbalance, untrustworthiness of of ourselves and it creates, it creates such unstableness where it's like, just, just go. Yeah. You want to do that? That's, that's so much good. of it, I think it's just taking that first step. Mm-hmm. Like what you were saying, I just needed to take that first step and take action. Yep. And and that, I think, shows faith and trust in the Lord. Because so much, yeah, I would read that verse, and I think it, it takes us like, hey, on our part, we have to make plans. And then on God's side, he will direct the steps. Yep. But I also kind of read that and go, man will plan his ways, but ultimately the Lord will direct his steps. Yep. Exactly. So like, don't worry about it. The Lord's going to direct your steps. So if you have something in front of you that you feel a prompting of your spirit, take do that it. step, take the action yep. to do it. And I think, and you, I know for me personally, and it's like, obviously for you, just even applying like that first step mm-hmm. of applying to that to now you're a junior high pastor, like and yeah, obviously and, all and, those and, other and, steps in between, yeah, but man, no. like God's good. He knows what he's doing. Totally. So there's that like use wisdom. But don't worry. Right. Like you yeah. step forward. See yeah. as far forward as you can. Yeah. But wherever that flashlight dies off, like there's there is more of the path. Like yep. don't worry about it. Yep. And so shine the light down that path as far as you can. Use that wisdom, but then don't worry what's beyond its reach. Exactly. Like just start going yep. for it. Yep. I think that's where Joshua chapter one comes in. Oh, I love it. And if you've never read Joshua chapter one, verses one through nine, you need to go open up your Bibles right now and read it. Do it. Uh, for the reason that there there is this transition where Moses is now dead, Joshua is now leading, and he's got some pretty big things ahead of them, ahead of him that he doesn't know how they look. And God encourages him. And there's a verse, verse three says, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, (laughs) as I said to Moses. And he goes on and says, I am with you. I will not leave you. Be of good courage. And so there is, I think, this freedom in Christ that many Christians do not access where God says, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? Every foot touches is owned by the kingdom, right? Exactly. And you're an ambassador of the kingdom. So, hey, we get a share in this. And, and that's a powerful reality, and and God in that, and you see that faithful. You read the book of Joshua, 
God was faithful to do some incredible things, but God leads us step by step. I heard an awesome study uh, years ago, actually, and they just did a survey. I can't remember if it's the book of Acts or the whole New Testament. They just did a survey, and there were so many places that they pulled out that people moved to do things for the Lord, and the mm. only thing it says in there, it seemed good. <laughs> it just, that's, no, that's but awesome. there's multiple places in Scripture. <laughs> it seemed good, so they went. It yep. seemed good, yep. so they did. It seemed good. It was awesome. It's like, well, this seems good. It's not evil. God's probably in it, or at least not against it. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think that's what it looks like to walk by faith okay. and not by sight. Yep where sometimes it's not always going to add up, but if there is this desire, if there is this thing in your life and it lines up with, and and again, it goes back to that first motivation of like, okay, no matter what I do, I'm going to do it for you, Lord. Yep. Yep. No matter what, like it's always going to, my job is always going to fuel my ministry. So we have this whole thing, like someone who's just in life, there's a traffic jam, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm stuck. Look around. What is God calling you to do? And not this big life calling. Just what is he asking you to do right now? It could be feed people that are hungry. It could be help kids. It doesn't matter. Then you can begin to play with what your career type thing might be or who you're supposed to marry. But before anything else, just what are you supposed to do to be part of the kingdom? The second thing was like, man, it seems like you shared just the simplicity of like what it's in your heart to do. Mm-hmm. Like just what's in your heart to do yeah. and take a step, see what happens. Uh, and then I'm curious, again, I know we started on it, but what would you say to that person who doesn't really have that guy that's willing to drive them down to Bible college, doesn't have that support and kind of only has those people like, I don't know, it doesn't seem like this is going to take you anywhere. Yep. What would you say to that person? That's where if, if there is, you know, no one behind you in making that decision, there's a balance of you need godly counsel in your life okay. and yep. to go and to, to ask and, and but sometimes that might not be super accessible to you. It's when, not going to come find you. Exactly. Always. And and there's a balance where you need to go find someone. You need to go find a pastor. You need to go. And I know David, you and I have talked about this, where for some people, you uh, it, it's hard to get people to pour into your life sometimes. Yes. Where you need to go and you need to grab them and make it clear. And I think we're hesitant to do that at times because it can be uncomfortable or awkward. Yep. Uh, but to grab someone older in the Lord, this is the biblical model. Like I need, I need help in this current season of my life. Like I, I feel directionless. Yep. And I think God is so faithful to, you know, use older people in our life. But sometimes we got to go get them. So I love that you said that. Right. The passage in the scriptures, there is safety in a multitude of counselors. Not it, we quote all the time is wisdom, which there is wisdom in a multitude. Mm-hmm. But it, there's this safety there. But who should someone go to? Can you describe the kind of person that would be? right to go and pick their mind and just, hey, what do you, th- this is what I'm thinking. Can you just evaluate it for me for a second? Can you mm-hmm. tear it apart and tell me what you see? Yeah. For for me personally, even even now as I, I you know, and it does say multitude, but sometimes if you get too many, yeah. too many cooks in the kitchen, <laughs> things can get confusing. Uh, but to honestly have an honest look around and see someone who is in maybe how a position that you would want to see yourself one day in of, oh, I see how they handle their family. I see how they handle their finances. I see how they interact in ministry. Uh, and then to, and to go and 
ask them. So I think I think it's someone obviously within the church. It doesn't have to be a pastor. It doesn't sure. have to be this someone on staff, but just someone in your life that like you see them, you're like, man, I like I I genuinely um, you know, look to, to their life and, and would want to have that as my own. Yep. Um, so someone you respect their walk, the relationship yep. with the Lord. Yep. They're probably older and wiser than you and maybe know something about whatever it is you're going to ask. Yeah, <laughs> you're totally. going to start a business making rice cakes. Like, well, you should probably go talk to a baker. Like, or I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know personally, like, hey, that should, that, if you've never done that, that should be one of your first steps. Yep. Take action. That should be one of your take If you've done that to like 10 people in your life, maybe there's some other steps or action that the Lord's telling you to make and you need to make those. Yep. So, yeah, I'm not saying you have to, but for me, I literally have, it, it's just a, a list in my mind, but there's five guys specifically mm-hmm. I will go to call if I'm like, mm, I need help. It's just a little foggy. Yep. And I've spent time with the Lord. He, the Lord gets a long time to speak first. But if after a while, it's yeah, just Yeah, absolutely. Clear. I think you should seek the Lord first, right? And then watch what the Lord does in confirmation yep. with those people around you and and in that. So, and so go ahead, kind of moving on. Yep. Um, what would you counsel someone to do who's moving forward? They've got some momentum. Just keep running. No, no doubt. And and I think God is, there's a verse in Chronicles that talks about God's eyes are, are looking uh, to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. And the idea of loyalty is someone who's committed and, and faithful with what God's already given him. And and for for everyone listening, there's at least something in your life that you're doing, uh, whether it is school, whether it is uh, some work, whether it is some ministry. Um, and I think sometimes God is is waiting on us to be faithful in what He's already given to us in order to be able to give us more, to uh, in order for Him to give us other opportunities for us to walk through. Uh, and then God is so good, and then. Okay, here is that there, here is that next step. But are we being faithful? And so to take a moment and evaluate what's going on in your life in regards to your faithfulness. So the temptation, like Joe was saying, plan it out. Like, mm-hmm. well, he may give you step one and two, but you know it's like a 50-step process. Don't yep. worry. When you st- complete step two, he'll give you step three yep. and just yep. get going. Uh, I think last thing I'd ask for today at least, um, and sort of pulling it all together, right, in everything you've shared and really well articulated, what would you say to every one of us, myself included? Because we're around people mm-hmm. who are stuck in that traffic jam every day. Yep. So whether you are or are not that person, you are around those people. Uh, to speak to a minute, if you had like, you know, 60 seconds on the timer, what would you say to people who aren't in that spot, but they're probably around people in that spot? Yeah, definitely. I I think we, which I know it sounds generic, but we need to direct people to truly seek the Lord. I think that people do a lot of thinking and not a lot, a lot of praying. Amen. And I and I think we we need to come to an understanding that thinking about something a lot. Oh, I've been thinking about it so much. Uh, And sometimes we'll say we've been praying about it a lot, but we've really just been thinking (laughs) about it. And those things do not equate. And you see th- those people who are stuck. Maybe it's in a decision or they feel directionless or whatever. Um, 
I think we need to direct them to the example of Hezekiah. Uh, when you see Hezekiah in, in uh, 2 Kings 19, uh, there is this moment where things for him come to a, a head, where this Assyrian army comes and there's 185,000 of them. And they come and, and basically are speaking threats. And there's a, a specific letter that is sent to Hezekiah. And there's this picture that we get from Scripture where Hezekiah takes that letter and he literally goes into the temple of the Lord. And it says that he spread out that letter before him and began to seek him. And and I think for a lot of people, they they miss that step number one. Or they might go to godly counsel. They might go to, okay, scripture and, and the different ways where we can hear God's voice. False uh, start. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. and it's like, and sometimes we need to bring people back to, have you actually, have you gotten away? Have you fasted? Have you, have you sought the Lord in a, in a increased sense? And you see Jesus give us that example too, yep. that during times of decisions before he picked the 12, that that he spent all night in prayer. Yep. And I'm not saying that we need to spend all night in prayer, but are we spending any time? Yeah. No, there's a um, difference between seeking the Lord and being aware of him, yep. right? I think it's awesome. Um, with all of this, and I don't know, Joe, if you want to share well, something Well, I was going to say that to sum it up, you're talking about having faith, right, and trusting mm-hmm. in him. So Hebrews 11.6 just came to mind and something to meditate on later on. But without faith, it is impossible to please him, yeah. speaking of God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And it's putting him first and seeking him first. And, and watch, what, yeah, watch awesome. what he does. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. No, perfect. That's awesome. So if you're around someone who's stuck, help him out of the mud. Right, get them back to, hey, have you sought the Lord? And it, describe it to them. Mm-hmm. Someone who's stuck usually forgets what it means to seek the Lord. So just yep. have you, not just say, hey, go seek the Lord. Have you sat down in prayer, Bible open, maybe journaled something, maybe gotten away for a day and turned the phone off? Like really get them to a full understanding of what it means to seek the Lord. Diligently. Them, diligently. But yep. give them the practical pieces. If you just say, have you sought the Lord? What does that mean? A lot of people don't know what that means anymore. And if they say yes, like, don't be the wet blanket. Like, okay, so then you have confidence in what you're supposed to do? Yeah. Are you doing it? No. Go do it. Like, can I drive you to Bible college? Right. (laughs) Can I buy you, you know, your first set of pens and pencils if you're going to be an artist? Or I I don't know. No, and I, I know for you, David, you've been that in my life for even as now, you know, I, I got to serve under you and, and work under you. I, I remember you would always challenge me in that way, or I remember overhearing you challenge other people uh, in the way uh, of, you know, someone that wanted to start a, a, a coffee business or something. Yep. And you would tell them, you know, that you're only six phone calls away from every person in the world. And, it's true. And, <laughs> and there's this there's this balance of like coming alongside people who are stuck and like like what you're saying. Uh, encourage okay well let's let's look this up have you done research have you applied have you done this or that yep um and and giving people some practical like hey i'll come alongside you and because this is a burden in your life like this is something that's making you distraught let me bear this with you 100 percent right bear one another's burdens means to feel the pressure of it right bear the load yep so man awesome 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 love it um, I got to ask you just some off-topic <laughs> off question here as we land the plane and wrap this up. The good, the bad, and the ugly, according to Joel Pickett. All right. Good, bad, and ugly. Good is pokey. All right. Pokey Wednesday. <laughs> I get pokey every Wednesday, and you need to go to Okie Pokey in Chino Hills. All right. Uh, the bad is black licorice. 
Oh. It's, it's so bad. Oh. Uh, and the ugly is indecisiveness. Okay. Make a decision and mm. just go for it and let the Lord lead. All right. Well, you guys heard it from the horse's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank you guys for joining us. Looking forward to our next time together. Uh, this has been Ready or Not. We will see you guys see later. See you guys. Yeah.